0: Thanks for tuning into the Upstream Life Podcast. Join us as we dive into scripture and tell real-life stories that we hope will educate, equip, inspire, and challenge you to live a life against the flow. Get ready as we spend the next several weeks on our series, This Means War, where we discuss spiritual warfare and the different ways it impacts our daily lives. Let's dive in. Welcome back, guys, to the Upstream Life Podcast. Today, I am here with Camden Springer. We are continuing the This Means War series. And today we are talking about spiritual warfare in high school. So that is why my mom and dad subbed us in instead of them. So like I said, this is Camden. I'm going to let him share a little bit about himself and then we'll get into it with just some questions.
1: All right. So um, I'm a senior at Smithson Valley High School in San Antonio, Texas. I have my own podcast with one of my friends and We're good family friends with the Rogelskis, so they asked me if I would want to do this. And um, just to get into a little bit about my past, um, I grew up in a Christian household, um, went to church every Sunday. Um, Parents are very strong believers, so I always grew up knowing what was right and what was wrong. But I always tended to be a little bit rebellious. Um, Really? No. (laughs) So... We um, just throughout high school, I always battled with a bunch of physical things, just like partying and holding myself back from sexual temptations and all of those types of things. And over time and with God's grace, I've been able to overcome all of that. But, yeah, that's a little bit about myself.
0: Yes. So I don't know. How long have we known you guys for?
1: Um, Our parents knew each other. When the twins were still in Haiti.
0: Okay. So it's been like over five years.
1: Yeah. Okay. And my, but then I went on the missions trip uh, the summer before my freshman year. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we met each other in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I guess I'll share a little bit about me. I don't want any part of this to be like a comparison of testimonies or anything, but me and Camden did like grow up kind of like the exact same, like in a mm-hmm. Christian household, went to church, did the youth group thing, all those things. From a very young age, I just felt very conv- convicted about like the physical things. So, like I just knew that I knew that I knew that I didn't want to get into drinking or smoking or um. I mean, like I would be a liar if I say like stuff like that wasn't like tempting. I just, I just never did it. And that's nothing to like pat myself on the back for. I think that that's just God saved me from that. But more my struggle and more my story in high school was definitely like the mental side of things. Like Satan definitely got into my mental health. I've shared about this. This is also the upstream people being posted on my personal YouTube channel, Calista hash, And with my viewers, I've already shared this kind of, but um, I got diagnosed with like an eating disorder when I was 15. And that is kind of what really I struggled with in high school and even kind of struggle with now. But we'll get into it more later, like how we have combated this spiritual warfare. But yeah, um, we all struggle in different ways and we all sin in different ways. Just because I wasn't partying or doing those things, it doesn't mean that I was a perfect Christian. I definitely had to die to a lot of things from myself and a lot of things that Satan planted in my brain from a young age. So even though Cam we struggled in like different areas, um I can see that we like have both had huge victories with God, so I would love to share about that part. So when Satan was tempting you in high school, like kind of what were your thoughts like um did you know like I don't know, like just walk me through like did you know that um God wanted better for you? Did you know what you were doing was wrong or did Did it just still like, I don't know how to word that. Maybe you could better like explain just kind of like when you were in high school, what was that kind of like, I want to rebel against this. Was it like more so rebelling against your parents, rebelling against God? Was it just to like, please your friends? Or can you just kind of talk about that a little bit?
1: Um, all right. So a little backstory, I was in a relationship, um, my sophomore year and, uh, got caught up doing some stuff I shouldn't have been doing. And through that, like we broke up and I blamed my parents a lot for it. And because I blamed my parents for that, I also started blaming God for that because they were such strong believers. So my feelings towards God changed because my feelings towards my parents had changed. So I just started rebelling against everything and to be honest I knew it was wrong but I just didn't care and it made me doubt a lot I never stopped believing but I I was getting there yeah like you
0: definitely walked away yeah and like now so you are now a senior in high school that was about like a year and a half two years ago Mm -hmm. now like where is your faith walk because I've definitely seen a huge change in you so
1: um so I eventually just got fed up with the life I was living. Um, it would be, it would have been easier if it would have been a simple process just to like cut all this stuff out of my life. But I was wrapped so deeply into those things that it had a pull on my heart. And actually the hardest part about it was that I liked doing those things. I truly enjoyed it. And it, took a while for me to realize that it wasn't about me getting stronger in myself, but it was about me actually weakening myself and allowing God to come in and work through those things with yep. me.
0: That's really good. So obviously recently you just moved to San Antonio. You grew up in Nebraska your whole life. Do you think that all of this kind of started to happen right before the move or during the move? And did it just kind of give you a sense of starting over or what kind of pushed you into this change? Or was it just kind of like an overnight thing you were fed up?
1: Um, more things kept, like, going wrong in my life, and worse things kept happening and happening, and I, like, got tired of it, but it took me a while to take action on it, and one night, it, like, was my breaking point, and um, I was just like, God, like, I'm giving this all to you. But I still held on to a lot of things. I was like, okay, like I'm gonna give this up, but I still want to do this and those types of things. So it was, it's been a process. But just through trusting in Him and staying in my Word and keeping on putting an effort into my relationship with God, it's gone a lot easier. And actually, a lot of those temptations have now gone away.
0: And since moving here, have you found any like good community, good friends?
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's been huge it's helped a lot. I found um a good group of friends right when I moved here. God really blessed me with them. Um they've helped me walk through all the things that I've gone through and they've walked through a lot of the same things that I did. So they had a lot of wisdom and actually the my friend that I record the podcast with, he's my neighbor. So we've been able to spend a lot of time together and Help each other out in our walks,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I think for me and Ben too, like when we got out of high school and we moved here community was definitely what kind of shifted things um and I think my parents have talked a lot about this this means war series two, I think they've talked a lot about um how isolation can just kind of like rob you and you like need a community, and my mindset in high school was totally like I don't need anyone like mm-hmm. I was like I don't need anyone, I just need God because. I, what I, I like explain it to other people now, like, because I was saying how like my testimony like differed and I like didn't get into parting and all those things. So I was pretty lonely because I just like cut everyone out. Where now like looking in, I wish instead of being like so scared of the darkness getting into me, I would have like pushed myself harder to like let the light get inside of my friends. And I mean, I really did like try to invite them to church and talk to them about God, but I didn't really pursue it. Like once I did it once or twice, I just kind of gave up. But now looking back, I wish I would have just been like more bold in my faith. So I feel like that's like a huge encouragement to like people that are in high school is like just to not be afraid of sharing the truth. And um, yeah, I just think that community is huge. And me and Ben definitely once we got into a community here at church is finally when I started to realize sins that I didn't even know were sins were sins Mm -hmm. with my eating disorder. I realized that a lot of parts of it were like sinful in nature. Like, I was having food as an idol. I had working out as an idol. I had this like image of myself that was supposed to be perfection, which we shouldn't be trying to achieve perfection in our physical body because that's not even something you can bring with you to heaven. And I just really had to die to that. And it was only like a year ago that like real change started to happen. And I've had so much healing through it. And I think that. It isn't because of community. Obviously, it's because of God, but I think community really stirs up change. Okay, so Camden, now being a senior in high school, if you could put yourself back in your shoes when you were a freshman, what would you tell your freshman self now, knowing where you are now?
1: Um, I would just tell them to make sure like you, I chose the right friends because I think that was something that I didn't do, and I chose to hang out with the wrong people. And something my youth pastor used to say was, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And that really became true to me because I started falling into everything that they were falling into. So if I could go back, I would really just say, choose your friends wisely, find people who are strong believers and will help you walk. Because once you start falling into those things, it's hard to fall out. And it's a lot easier to stay out of it when you have those friends that you can go hang out with on a Friday night instead of going to a party
0: yeah I think that that is kind of like the trick is like what I told myself in high school is like well these are the friends I already made there's nothing I can do to reverse it like Mm -hmm. I can't just like go back in time but the truth is is you can start making friends whenever and it was like I think my senior year when I finally kind of removed myself from a decent amount of friends where I just started talking to random kids in my class and random kids in the library and random kids at lunch where I was like wait I can be with I can be friends with whoever I want. It doesn't just have to be these eight people. So yeah, I think that it can be, the enemy tries to trap us and say like, nope, like your friends are who they are. You can always change that. And yeah, I think for me, I got lucky because I met Ben in high school and like he was my own, like that's, it's so hard to say like what I would have or wouldn't have done because even though I didn't really have any friends because I kind of left them all to not pursue their sin, I had Ben, which was like my one friend. And I just think that, it doesn't even have to be a boyfriend or a girlfriend, like just one friend. Like you were saying, once you got here, like you have that one friend you do the podcast with, even just one good, solid friend can make like a whole difference. So even if you have a toxic group of friends, find that one person that can hold you accountable. And I think that that can like change a lot of things in high school. Okay. So what was the reason that you walked away from your sin and now you're choosing to follow God again?
1: Um, I think the really the main reason is because I was still feeling empty. I was having all these things that were giving short gratification, like small amounts of pleasure, but it wasn't like long-term. And when those that um, satisfaction ended, I really felt horrible about myself. And I ran out of other things to try. And I was just like, I'm going to give this God thing one more shot. And thank goodness <laughs> I did.
0: Mm-hmm. So then what is it now that... Like, what are some boundaries or what are some things that you set or how does your relationship look with God so that those things that Satan know, like Satan now knows that those things got you once, what do you do now to combat the enemy so that it doesn't happen in your future?
1: You really have to set boundaries for yourself. Um, I believe that the devil tempts you by by your desires because I don't think that he's going to want to... Try to get you to fall into something that you don't have anything that's drawing you closer to it. So picture it this way someone offers you a food that you don't like, and you're like, no, it's okay, I don't want that. That's the same thing as the devil throwing something that you're not even interested in right in front of you and saying, oh, you can do this, it's a sin. But when someone puts your favorite meal on the table and you haven't eaten in a while, and you know that there's poison in it, but it's still sitting right there and you're about to starve to death, you're going to want to grab that item that you want. You're going to want to eat that food. So it's the same thing with the sin. It's like, if you really want to do something, if that thing like has a hold on you, he's going to throw that in front of you. And you got to have those boundaries so that you don't get to that situation to where you have to make a split-second decision.
0: Yeah, I think like... Even though I think what's so unique about our like testimonies today is that your struggles were more in the physical and mine were more in here. But, like at the same time, they're all, it's all like the same, you know, I felt that like no matter how much I worked out, no matter how much weight I lost, no matter how much weight I gained, no matter how much I worked out, ate, all that things, it always left me feeling empty. Like I never felt satisfied. And I think that now, like having that been revealed to me, I realize like I'm never going to fit into this like perfect image that I've set for myself. And I think that that's like the same Is it always left you feeling empty. So it's literally, even though they're physical, mental, they're like still the same. And I think like, yeah, that is so true because I think that as Christians, like, because I've even done this myself, is when we don't fall into like a certain sin, we kind of like pat ourselves on the back. Like I kind of looked at it in high school as like, oh, I did so good because I didn't drink and smoke and all these things. But then now out of high school, I'm like, well, I wasn't that bold with my faith. I spent hours crying over my physical body like that's So silly, you know? So I think that it's easy to hold sins higher than others. But I think that, yeah, it's just good to remember that like all sin is sin and God wants to set us free from all of that. And I think like the same as you is I've never had a moment where I walked away from God. But obviously, as Christians, we always have times where maybe we feel closer or maybe we feel far away from him. And I can always say the moments I'm far away from him is always on me. Like in high school, it's not like I really had that good of a devotional life. I went to church. I knew I loved God. I knew that I didn't want to do certain things because of my love for God. But it was like a one-way relationship, you know, like if you had a boyfriend or girlfriend or a husband or wife, you're not only going to text them once a day. Like you're going to try to talk to them all the time. You're going to try to hang out with them. For God, it was definitely like shoot him a text a day, you know, whereas now, like if I don't read my Bible in the morning or at night or do a devotional with Ben or um, Like pray for more than just one minute like I can see it in my day Like today I was already like before this I was like all like emotional and like, oh, why do I feel like this? I didn't even read my bible before it. So it's like how do you think Yeah, like how are you supposed to be fed? Like you're supposed to spiritually feed yourselves But if you're giving more time to the world then why are we shocked when we look like the world and not like god? So I think that is the biggest thing is to combat the enemy you need to spend more time with God than more time with the world. Mm
1: -hmm. I think that's big because I feel like a lot of times, even in my own life, I've just wanted the benefits of Christianity and I didn't want to put in the work. And when I'm in my word and I'm spending time praying and going to church and doing all these extra things like for God, I feel closer to God. I feel better about myself. I feel more for fulfilled. But when I start getting lazy in that, that's when I start feeling distant. That's when I start feeling like I'm drawing closer to the things that I used to struggle with and I'm being tempted more in those things. So it's not a one way relationship. You can't just get all the benefits and not put in the work.
0: Wouldn't you say the closer we get to God, the easier it is to get our eyes off of ourselves? And when our eyes are off of ourselves, then satan doesn't have like the room to tempt Mm -hmm. us i think one of our a leader like told us like it's not that hard to walk away from god if it's just like us in god right here but it's like the second we like move our eyes here here is like when we get off so yeah it's just like the same as what i was saying before it's like you can expect your relationship with god to be flourishing if you spend more time with the Mm world and i feel like that just like you can see that in your day to day life the days you spend more time and i think that i think that's the thing is what I think what draws people away from God is they think that they have to be like, like they think it's all about like rules and like religion and like they can't enjoy life anymore. But I think what they forget is that all the emptiness that they still feel after sin and they like just try to remember the good points and not like all of the negative that follows it. Whereas like drawing closer to God literally takes all that weight off of ourselves. And I think that that's like, it just, when people don't pursue a relationship with God, they're so like scared to join in, but I'm like, well, have you even tried him out because mm-hmm. he's there waiting for you? Like, it's literally us. Like we're yeah. the we're the ones that fell away. God's not like manipulating you to follow him. Like we're the ones that deserve to go to hell. And like, he was gracious enough to let us. So I just think that, um, yeah, I just think that we as Christians need to do like a better job at sharing our testimonies like this so that people can really see like it's, You tried out sin. I tried out sin and it left us empty. And God is like the only, God is the only thing that can fill that void. Okay, Cam, so I want to go back to what you said about when we get lazy in our walk with Jesus, what are ways to, like, what would you say to someone that it feels like they're in that area of like, just on pause and like, they don't know how to move forward. What are some things that's worked for you to draw near to God again?
1: I'd say it really just starts with the little things again, just really. I feel like the Christian walk, our goal is obviously to spread the gospel and to share the good news of Jesus Christ, but it's also to sacrifice parts of ourselves and parts of what we want for God every single day. So that comes down to going to sleep a little bit earlier so you can wake up in the morning and say a prayer before you start your day or not watching that last episode of your TV show so you can get in the Word and read your Bible. It's those little things that you got to start doing again. And that extra effort is, was going to pull you out of that yeah. um, feeling of being stuck.
0: Yeah. That just makes me think like when Jesus was gathering all of his disciples, he was like, stop what you're doing and follow me. And like, they instantly like dropped their nets and like followed him. And I just think like God's sometimes God's not even asking us to drop our full net and follow him. Like, He's not asking us to like leave everything. Sometimes it is just that like ten minutes before bed. Sometimes it is just like give up this addiction, just give up this. Whereas some people, yes, he does tell them like sell everything you own and like yeah. go here. But like if you're just starting to follow Jesus, like it is it does it does just all come down to like pride and selfishness. Yeah. Whereas you just have to let go of some things to draw closer to yeah, him. And it doesn't good. have to be some big fancy thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I think when we drop those little things and we get closer to God, then that's when God can start working in us and spur us on to do those big changes. Like I'm walking away from my job. I'm walking away from this relationship. But he can't tell us to do all those things if you're not even giving him a chance to just tell you to read your Bible or to pray to him. So I want to go back to saying when I was in high school, when I look back, I wish that some of the things I would have done was just to be more bold and not be so shy Mm -hmm. with my faith. And for me, it was really easy to just come to church or do this. It wasn't like I, I didn't have enough boldness to like actually share why they should follow Jesus. I just did kind of like the cookie cutter easy Mm -hmm. way out. And now like I want to be able to give advice to maybe those people that feel like they were in my spot. Like I love Jesus, but I just don't know how to show Mm -hmm. it or share it. What is some advice you would give to someone that was struggling with that?
1: I think pretty much just to start, it really just starts with making sure that they know that you do love and care for them. Um, it's not easy to be a light in high school. There's so many different temptations and all this struggle and all this sin and so many lost people. But really, when they can look to you and they see a light in the school and they see someone who is caring for everyone and someone who's saying hi to the people that don't have any friends and asking people how their days are going, that's the things that they're going to start noticing. And when they recognize you as someone who's loving and someone who they can go to and someone that they can go to and not be judged, that's what's really going to open the door for those conversations. And those little seeds that you're planting in their life, they might not even come to it right now, but they might remember it in the future. And you might not always see progress Mm -hmm. or see the benefits of what you're doing, but You just never know what can happen down the line. So keep going.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I love that you mentioned like planting seeds because that's what I was thinking is I can be a very impatient person and Mm -hmm. I just want to see like the immediate fruit of what I planted Mm -hmm. where I think we're going to get to like the end of this life where God, Jesus is going to like reveal to us like, you know, this one person you were nice to in high school, like this is what their life ended up like. And we don't always just get to see. What seed Jesus planted when we were there, and I think that mm-hmm. that is just like hope to hang on to is even if you are having a rough day or you are and you are just being kind to those people, you have no idea what kind of seed you're going to leave in them and how much it's going to grow.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I just, yeah, I just think that I love that you mentioned like planting seeds because that's for sure what you're doing in high school, and I think there's a saying that says people might not remember what you said to them, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And I just think now, like now that maybe you are out of high school and maybe some of your friends maybe remember you as doing those things, but now they're like confused at why you're not. Mm -hmm. They're going to like remember when you acted like this or like this or like this. And then God is going to reveal to them that that was because of Jesus. And I just think that even if you aren't necessarily bold in your faith, like going around to every classmate and saying, repent and believe, you know, They're going to like see the fruit of your life and they're going to be like, oh, she's different. He's different. Maybe it's because they're following Jesus. And then maybe that spurs them on to find a relationship. And you have no idea what those Mm. seeds will turn into. So I thought that was good. Do you have anything else that you would want to like leave the people with or just anything that any more advice that you can think of?
1: Keep going. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you're struggling and that. You're lost, just keep going because if you do start falling back into the things that you um used to struggle with it's just as hard to get out of it the second time, if not harder, because there's going to be now there's the conviction that's happening because you're a believer when we start believing and following God, we start feeling convicted by the things that we used to do, so it's a lot harder to overcome those things I think when you come and Start doing them the second time because you know it's wrong this time. So it can leave you feeling just down and you can judge yourself a lot for it. Um, keep going. Just keep trying to be a light. Don't give up in that because, like we said, like you don't know what benefits there will be down the line. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, you got anything.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. I think like all I would add to that is I 100% agree. And I just think for me, one of the biggest things has been when I do have those days where, um, you know, you have those, you just have those bad days Mm -hmm. or you have those times where Satan just gets you like, well, you get yourself to slip up, but you just like let your guard down. I think that you can get really hard on yourself and be like, I just trashed all of my progress. Mm -hmm. That I just remember like one setback doesn't get rid of all of the progress you've already made. Like one step back doesn't mean that everything you did was messed up. Like you are now like under God's wing and with his grace, like if you go to him and you actually ask for forgiveness and you repent, like he forgives you. And that, that is an excuse, right? I think a lot of Mm -hmm. people can think that like, Oh, like if he just forgives me, I'll just keep doing my sin anyway. It doesn't work like that. Like God knows your heart. And, but He, he, that's the thing is he knows your heart. So don't be, if you love God and you accidentally slip up, just know that, He still loves you. He still cares for you. Just run back to him every time. Wake up every morning, die to your own sin, and just pursue God as hard as you can. Yeah, I think that's good. I think the biggest takeaways, I think, from this video is have community. Find that. If you're in high school, like find that one friend you can rely on. And if you have more than that, you are blessed and you are lucky. But if you don't have that, just try to find one person Maybe try to get plugged into a youth group. That mm-hmm. doesn't work for everyone, but I know there are some really good youth groups out there. I think you like the one that you're going to now, right? Mm-hmm. And that can um, draw you closer to God. Don't neglect your Bible. Like it, if it's sitting there, it's calling you to read it. And mm-hmm. I, that's one thing I wish I did more in high school is I actually gotten the word. And I didn't just rely on the preacher to tell me what to do Sunday. And I think, yeah, just pray, read your Bible, get a good friend and just know that we're all in this together, no matter what your story is, no matter how you are raised, you can always go back to God and he'll forgive you. And then last, before we leave, Camden, I want him to plug his own podcast.
1: All right, so <laughs> our podcast is out on Spotify. Um, it's called The Follow-Through Podcast.
0: I'll put it in the link in the description.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. All <laughs> yeah. right, thank you guys. Okay,
0: bye guys. Thank you, peace.